This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Welcome to Crazy Fish, the official podcast of the 2018 Animation Festival of Halifax. My name's Siloan Daly. And I'm Philip Stamp. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Ron Diamond. Hi, Ron Diamond. This is Siloan Daly calling from Halifax. Hey, Siloan. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad we could catch you between your flights today. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. I'm delighted. Well, we're really happy to be bringing you to Halifax and to screen the show of shows again. The audiences here love it. It's such a strong program. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little about how the program came to be. You mean the overall show of shows or this particular program? Uh, tell me a little about how it started and then and then we'd love to hear more about this year's show of shows. Sure. Uh, well, you know, about 28 years ago, I started a production company producing commercials with really talented artists and animators. And it's called Acme Filmworks and we still produce commercials today. And uh, so I would travel to festivals looking for new talent really long before the internet really got up to speed and it was a great way to actually uh, discover new talent. So, but I did realize after a number of years that my peers in Hollywood weren't seeing all the great films I was seeing. Hmm. Subsequently, I thought, you know, maybe, I mean, I know a lot of people at the studios, maybe they'd like to see some films. And so casually I reached out to Disney and DreamWorks and Sony and, uh, Pixar and uh, put together a program in 1999 and I, did, I just called it the Animation Show of Shows. We showed four films, three of which ended up getting Academy Award nominations and um, people seemed to enjoy the program and uh, kind of took off from there. I, every year I would just see the films, informally ask the producers permission uh, or the directors um, whoever had the rights to the film, uh, permission, and I would take 35-millimeter film prints and uh, take them around uh, with two promises. One, that I would not charge admission, and two, that I would uh, first thing present the program to help ensure that there would be no piracy of any kind. And so I did that for 16 years. And it grew and it grew, and at the end of 16 years, I had presented the show 59 times that year, and that was a lot of traveling where I couldn't charge admission. And it, it, was, um, it was a lot to do. So I decided to create a nonprofit. So three years ago, we created a, uh, in the United States, we would call it a 501c3 nonprofit. And that gives us the status to be able to, um, uh, for anybody who contributes to our, our nonprofit, they receive uh, tax deductible benefits and uh, it shows a certain level of stature and uh, so for the last three years, we've been able to take the show out into the public theaters. Uh, we continue to show at the studios and at universities. We increase the number of universities pretty dramatically. And we continue every day to increase uh, the location. Uh, but uh, now we're bringing it out to the public. And that's really very exciting because our, our mandate as a nonprofit is uh, self-prescribed. And that is to introduce... Uh, exemplary films to a broader audience. 
And so we are able to continue doing that. And we now have tens of thousands of people, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people who see the show every year. And uh, they get to discover beautiful, wonderful new films. Amazing. That sounds so great. Um, I was wondering, um, how do you know when you found that film that you want to share with the world? Is there... Oh, I think it's a lot like, how do you know you've fallen in love? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you immediately know. When it comes to um, discovering films, uh, there's, there's generally a handful of films that are not make-or-break films, but there's always a small handful of, oh, my God, I cannot do the show without that film. Mm. And um, it, it's just I have to find a way to work yeah. out the right issues with the rights holders no matter what the circumstance might be the others okay i can live with without a few films if i must but uh you know i've found some films that are just extraordinary i can't say that nobody else has seen these films of course they've made their way to festivals many of the films have made their way to the academy awards uh several of them have won academy awards in uh, in the uh, first 19 years we've had 38 films go on to get nominations for the Oscar, uh, which 11 won the Oscar, which is good. But that means that uh, that's only about 20% of the films that show in our program. That means that we've shown hundreds of films that people otherwise wouldn't necessarily know about. And so it doesn't need to be uh, a film that necessarily would, would um, uh, be a big festival winner to be, in my view, an important film for us to include in the show. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you have a lot of fun putting this program together every year. I was wondering, could you tell us a couple of highlights from this year's program? Yeah, let me talk about two. Um, one is a film I couldn't live without. I just could not. I mean, both are, both are films I couldn't live without, but I think, uh, um, and I think they're cornerstones to the show, but one I would have had to have lived without. But the one I couldn't live without was the film The Burden, uh, which comes from Sweden. And uh, uh, the director, Vicky von uh, Buer, uh, she's made this extraordinary existential musical comedy about uh, workers in the night uh, who have their own issues with life uh, and are just trying to come to grips with uh, their existence. And it's beautiful. It's so well done. Took the Grand Prix in Annecy, which is uh, sort of one of the grand festivals around the world, probably the number one festival around the world. Um, it's, it's extraordinary. Yet, that film did not get an Academy Award nomination, nor, you know, so it didn't progress for that. That, of course, doesn't cause me any concern. If anything, it means that more people will see the show uh, we'll see the film in, my, in, in the animation show shows because they wouldn't have any other option. Uh, and it's, it's singing fish. Uh, it's uh, singing monkeys and um, uh, rats. Um, rat, all anthropomorphized. You, you can certainly identify with each of them as, as humans. Um, and there are several chapters to this. There are four chapters to this narrative. It's really quite an extraordinary piece. There's another film uh, that has had wide exposure already, but um, when I saw it, I, again, I knew I had to have it, but 
is one of those films that people that are already seen, and that is called Unsatisfying. And in it, we have, in a very short 77 seconds, we have 15 visual gags that are played off. Anyhow, in this, uh, in the narrative for Unsatisfying, we have 15 uh, short concepts that are played out. All of them are fairly inconsequential, but at the moment, uh, we can all identify how these, these little things that happen are things that we can all relate to. And the moment when these kinds of things happen to us, they seem like the biggest thing in the world. But then it's juxtaposed against the music, uh, uh, Barber's Adagio for Strings, which is just the most uh, gut-wrenching, uh, beautiful uh, piece of classical music in which we hear uh, this, this melody that, that just makes us want to weep. And uh, it puts into perspective the significance of the things that didn't go our way, like getting a pinball uh, when we wanted it, uh, <laughs> having a can stuck in a, a soda machine, or having uh, one spoon fall into our alphabet tomato soup. Uh, we, all, we can all relate to those things. They're all really annoying, but they don't quite equate to the music that they would bury a king to. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a good reminder that maybe we should take things a little bit lighter in our lives and uh, stress out a little bit less. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think that's absolutely beautiful. And one of the things uh, just in talking to you that, that rings really true um, with you is your passion about animation and how much you love it. Um, clearly, you've got a good eye for it because... Uh, even if it's only 20% of the films that you've shown that have gone on to win Oscars, that's a pretty good track record. Um, so, um, um, I, 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 and, you know, one of the things here uh, in Halifax, um, for a small city, we actually do have quite a robust animation industry here and a number of um, professionals as well as uh, just, you know, fans of, of animation. And, um, and I think being able to have the show of shows Included in um, in the uh, the lineup of uh, of our screenings this year is absolutely wonderful. And as a part of that, uh, we're really looking forward to um, obviously we're really looking forward here to seeing the the films, but looking forward to having you come out here as well. And uh, have you have you ever been to this part of uh, the country? Have you ever been to this part of Canada? Or uh, you know, actually, I have. I've been to uh, Halifax. Uh, we we. Uh Historically, have taken family, uh, large family trips, and took one of those big cruise ships and visited uh, Halifax and uh, loved it. It's beautiful. I mean, that's one of the reasons why uh, when Solon invited me, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'd uh, love to come back." Oh, that's uh, fantastic! So it would be nice, nice to be there during the early spring. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? You know, I have to tell you. I, I just really enjoy presenting uh, the program and talking to people afterwards. Uh, imagine, imagine you could walk into a group of people who you presume are going to be fairly nice people, and you've got a basket in front of you, and you know that you've got something in it, and they've never seen it, never heard of it. And the minute they consume it, they're going to fall in love with it. Let's say that basket were a basket of strawberries, and nobody had ever eaten a strawberry in their entire life. And you introduce it to them. It would be like you'd have all these smiles, all these happy people, and they would they would discover the richness of the world. And that's how I kind of feel. It's a really privileged 
to shepherd these films into the minds of a wide array of people. So the program that you're going to see in uh, Halifax, I just presented uh, in, uh, I presented the same exact program in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts at the uh, Coolidge Corner Theater. And we had about 45 children under the age of 10. And they totally got it. Parents loved it. And the kids asked loads of questions. And their minds opened up to things they had never seen before. And to me, that's very exciting. And so um, I'm always very happy to discover whatever uh, local um, uh, things are in uh, any given city that I go to. But I have to tell you, I rarely get a chance to spend much time uh, being a tourist when I, when I travel because my objective is to keep spreading the good word of animated short films. I'm very much looking forward to uh, to the joy of discovering your basket of strawberries, as it were. It sounds absolutely wonderful. And, you know, talking about getting up in front of people and sharing something that you know they're going to love, uh, part of the festival this year is that we're offering uh, several workshops, uh, including yours, the uh, Think Oscar workshop. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's uh, what that entails? Yeah. I, I've been an Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences member for the last 16 years, and um, I, I have high regard for for my peers at the Academy, and um, it's a marvelous organization, and, uh, and have a high regard for the Academy Award. I know it's not the only place to see important films, um, but I know that a lot of people submit their films to the Academy Awards thinking they're going to win it and you pretty much know pretty quickly whether film is going to get nominated or not. Not all the time, not all the time because I'm certain that the film, my burden or the burden, uh, which is in my show, I thought it would get a nomination. Didn't, but that's okay. Um, so in my presentation, the objective is to help people understand more about the Academy, about our, the altruistic things the Academy does to promote film and understanding of uh, media literacy and how uh, films are made. And so I bring lots of physical materials to share with people, uh, programs for the Academy Awards, uh, programs for special screenings like Miyazaki screenings or uh, silent film screenings or other such programs that are presented throughout the year for the general public. I bring information about uh, a number of other uh, awards that are given and to help people really have a greater appreciation for the uh, activities that the Academy undertakes. But of course, the largest portion of Think Oscar has to do with what is it that's going to help somebody uh, know in submitting a film, or better yet, in making a film, if they really want to win an Academy Award. And so I show uh, generally uh, four films uh, during this abbreviated program. Sometimes I actually do full programs. So, for instance, I'll show an Academy Award winner. So, and I'll talk about that a little bit in terms of what are the qualities contained within that. Uh, that you could actually, if you looked at all program of Academy Award winners, you begin to see uh, similarities uh, between the different films. Uh, then I show an Oscar nominee, film that uh, didn't win the Oscar, and I talk about reasons why, several reasons why a film might not get the uh, the win. 
uh, but might get a nomination, which is no small accomplishment. Very few films get Oscar nominations. Uh, then I show films that were disqualified. Films that uh, qualified, but they, they could have qualified, but they've been disqualified for varying reasons. These are kind of the saddest programs because these are films that uh, missed out. Uh, but my pro, you know, and then the fourth program has to do with films that were never even submitted. And that's, that's pretty sad because they're really great films. But there's good reasons. Uh, they're really, they're great films, but there are good reasons why they didn't get submitted. And uh, the understanding is the film festivals are one thing, but the Academy Awards are completely separate, separate kind of category. It's not a film festival. So not all films are Academy Award winners. And uh, that doesn't mean that they're not great films. They're just different because the, the Academy is not a film festival. So uh, I just want to be able to understand that so they don't feel bad about the fact that they might not have gotten selected. It doesn't mean that the film's not necessarily great. It's one of those things that it's nice to have the recognition. Um, it's nice It's nice for the filmmaker to have the recognition, but it's it's not an indication of the film being a failure if they don't win. And fortunately, we have a lot of animation festivals around the globe and other festivals that like to feature animation. And those offer filmmakers a lot of possibility of places to submit their films. Uh, the fact is that we do have so many festivals that filmmakers can always find a place for their film to be shown in competition or out of competition. Um, it's just it's not the Academy Awards. Yeah, everybody wants that recognition. But again, there's only five slots each year. Great. Thanks for sharing what uh, what we look forward to uh, experiencing when you do get here to Halifax. Um, it's coming up in just a few weeks. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say before we wish you bon voyage for your next flight. Well, um, no, I look forward to meeting the folks, uh, everyone who comes to the shows and getting uh, to meet uh, faculty and students. And frankly, I mean, this program is not really something that's just for film people. It's really for regular old folks, anybody, kids, adults, grandparents taking their grandkids. Uh, it could be people going out on a date. It's really a, a nice chance to be connected and be inspired and realize the limitless possibilities that animation offers us. And in the right hand, it can really amount to a lot of fun and uh, some powerful um, memories. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ron. I look forward to meeting you all in person. I do as well. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for joining us today. A pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for joining us for Crazy Fish, the official podcast of the 2018 Animation Festival of Halifax. For more information about screenings, workshops, events, and tickets, go to the website aniefx.ca. That's A-N-I-F-X.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at AFX.2018 or on Facebook at Animation Festival Halifax. For those of you who use Twitter, you can get additional information by following at CarbonArc. That's at Carbon underscore Arc. See you at the festival. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.